2: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can you see it? Did you know Check, but the puck comes right to
3: Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! The moment's known.
2: To the line, Hughes Take to the first career NHL goal. Quinn Hughes makes it one nothing. You are listening to Canucks Conversations.
4: Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes
2: and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network podcasts and delivered by DoorDash.
3: Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted him in and down day. Wow, we should do a radio show together.
1: <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now.
2: What our house. Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores!
4: Hello Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. that will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com, Z-E-P-H-Y-R-Epic. Check them out on all platforms, they've got you covered for all of your trading card needs, free shipping Canada-wide on any order over $50. My name is David Quijoli. I'm joined as always by the man who built the place. Our technical producer as always is Alex Allard. This is the Canucks Conversation Podcast and what a shirt Chris has on. Uh, That's a Yu-Gi-Oh! You put it down. I said a Yu-Gi-Oh! I meant that's a Mewtwo. It was Pokemon. I was trying to name the Pokemon and Mewtwo was the one I wanted to name and Charizard.
3: Yeah, Pokemon, get it all at Zephyr Epic, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm gonna rip a pack later because we have a guest today as well. Randy Janda is gonna join us at about one fifteen. Uh, how are you doing, Friday? I'm feeling good. You're not here on Friday often. You're normally snoozing out about this time, not doing any work on a Friday here. Um, I could t- before we get to thirty seconds a dog, I can tell it's wearing on you. Quads, you haven't done your hair. Looks like you haven't showered in a couple days. I know you gave uh, the dog its first bath last night. You're not looking too hot though, there, Captain. You're not looking great over there. Looks like you're you're going through some rough times.
4: I'm trying to style it like this. This was this oh. was intentional. I had showered yesterday too, oh, and geez. his bath was actually two days ago. I just forgot to uh, send you a picture of it or post it or whatever You're wherever real. you saw it. I Thirty TV seconds. It right but he's been great. Like last night, like I got more sleep than I did before the dog. Right? Like I, I go to bed now at like I go to bed at 10:30 and I wake up at six. And I got to be honest with you, from like seven to. I'm just doing work and then he wakes up again and then you know it's it's really really not that hard it's he's been really good he's been uh really easy to deal with especially we're only six days in and he's yeah he's he's very very easy to deal with so yeah I'm not really tired or anything so I'll I'll just take that as a little bit of a diss and uh <laughs> commander banner in the chat said yeah oh. quads looks tired i'm not tired like i actually haven't had this much energy in a while probably since before
3: i got the dog but i'm ready to go today i'm ready to go i got uh no complaints today i'm in uh dire need of a haircut so if i actually had my hair out i'd probably be getting made fun of uh more than you actually you'll be able to see that when i post the betway video pretty quicker. i had to wear the visor today uh, that's when you know the hair is getting out of control all right, you got your 30 seconds of dog. I want my 30 seconds of dog here. I want to bring up an Apple podcast review that we got. Um, Alex, where is it? Alex, there it is. Alex Lard, he's doing good. We talked to him before the show. Our um, Apple podcast reviews, I don't ask for them often, but I think when I did, I got it. It was great. A bunch of people came in and uh, and said it. This was after Valentine's Day. Here's one it says, I live in Alaska and I'm a Canucks fan. I work outside because I'm a dog musher. So it's nice to have a bunch of Canucks podcasts to listen to. This is one of the best. By the way, it's Valentine's, not Valentine's, whatever. That's your yearly review. That's from Alaskan Musher up there in Alaska, the United States of America still. It's up there, but it's still, uh, you know, this Alaska quads. It's a state, actually, uh, one of the states in, in the U.S. of A. So shout out to Alaska. Can you name? Can you name the capital of Alaska? Anchorage. Nice, very good. Yep. Yeah, no, I've uh I've thought about this. We're actually we're in the in the midst of discussing t- what to do for a honeymoon. Uh and the idea was floated around at first of like an Alaskan cruise. And then we started looking at some prices, some other prices. It's actually not much more expensive to do a European cruise. So we're kind of thinking that might be an idea for a honeymoon. I've never been to Europe. I think it would be fun to check it out, uh be able to stop in at some of the major cities and you know do like uh 10 days on a cruise or 2 weeks on a cruise whatever it be hit some european cities up i think that's what we're leaning towards for the honeymoon now
4: i like that i've never been on a cruise before i don't know how much it interests me to be honest but i obviously want to go to europe and to be quite honest with you i think just not having to fly would push me towards a cruise like that that would sell
3: me i think is not having to fly well that's the thing you got to fly out to europe to to get that figured out but in the but i like it because when i go uh Vacationing or traveling or whatever it may be, I kind of did it. You know, when I went up to the East Coast uh, this past summer and did the Montreal trip and all that for about two weeks. Like, I like traveling. I like getting out and seeing the city. But I, I, I can't be doing that eight hours a day, right? Like, that's too much. I can't be walking around for eight hours in the city. It's too much. It's too much to see. Too much time. Too much walking. Too many steps. I'm walking some of those days. I got twenty thousand steps. Like I'm freaking Thomas Strantz over here with his twenty k steps a day. I wasn't having any of that in Montreal. So I I like to, you know, I like to, to relax when I, when I do get some vacation time, like I, I I no problem doing nothing. I don't need Netflix or TV. I'll stare at the ceiling if I have to, like, it's fine. I, I love that just relaxing and doing nothing, nothing better than that. uh So that's what I was thinking the cruise might be right. Cause you can go out and do stuff on the cruise for sure. There's a bunch of cool stuff. It's like a little mall on the water. That's the way I'm looking at it. But also you just sit in your room, you look out the window, there's water everywhere. I think it's a great idea. Okay, we need to wrap this up uh, quickly here. Corey Anderson asked if I
4: don't if said you don't like flying quads. I don't know anybody that likes flying. I, you know what I mean? Like I, I hate the security. I hate having to. Well, I guess I like the security for keeping people safe, but for me going through it, I, I I hate all that stuff. All you have to do get there an hour early. All this stuff, deal with your bags, all that sort of stuff. I I I could go without flying. Like I, I'm considering next time I go to Edmonton for the business trip that I have to do um just to drive there but that's, we'll that's see ridiculous. we'll see what happens that's, I don't that's one of the stupid things like you've ever
3: said no i don't like flying you're gonna drive through the rockies to get to edmonton instead of flying in there in what an hour 45 yeah right yeah i've considered it i've considered oh, it maybe bus goodness. ride i could do a bus ride i'd like a bus ride this is someone yeah this is yeah you're right we should move on from this because this is horrendous that's brutal You know how long it takes like twenty four hours to get to to Calgary, I heard, because I knew somebody that drove to the stampede that left at six in the morning where they're six in the morning next day.
4: It is not that long to drive there. Yeah, you're 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 just wrong about that. No, but
3: that's the thing. Well, how many piss breaks are you taking there? You got the dog now, you gotta take a break every fifteen minutes. Yeah, right. I'm not taking the dog with me when I go. I would.
4: It's a 12-hour drive. You just added... You doubled it. You doubled it. It's 12 hours. 12 hours to get to
3: Edmonton. Okay, yeah. If you're eating McDonald's the whole way and you're pissing in a jug, yeah, you can do it in 12 hours, but I don't think so.
4: Okay. Not the way I like to travel. Moving along. Randy Janda is going to join us. Randy Janda of Sportsnet 650 will join us later in the show. Chris, we have some business to get to right away, though. Uh, Kirill Kudryatsev, am I saying that right? Kudryatsev. uh, Has signed a three-year... Kudryatsev, there you go. Three-year entry-level contract with the Vancouver Canucks. The announcement coming down at noon today. Uh, This is a Dan Milstein client, Chris. Um, Seventh-round pick in the 2022 NHL entry draft. And you talked with Milstein. The article's up on Canucks Army right now. But Milstein said that we thought he was going to go in the second or third round, but he ended up going in the seventh. And hey, his production in the OHL is very, very good.
3: Yep, top five out of all teenagers on the on the back end. They're expecting to be one of the top five scoring defensemen next year in the OHL. Uh, yeah, talk to Milstein. You know he's the best. Milstein's the best to deal with. Uh, the Canucks obviously like dealing with him as well. Uh, but yeah, he said great personality. Kid, he came all the way from Russia to play in the OHL of hopes of getting drafted. He slipped in the rankings. We were expecting him to be in the second or third round. He went into the seventh round. A great pickup by Vancouver, uh, and he is one of the top defensemen in the OHL and huge. NHL potential that is a quote from Dan Milstein we are gold star let's go Um, also the 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 tweet from Dan Milstein I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pull it up here because this is just incredible I'm gonna have to put it on my screen Alex sorry I should have got you this before this is this is awesome this is just the best Dan Milstein uh, tweet somebody replied to him and said Dan do you have the corner office at Canuck Sports and Entertainment when will they be announcing you as the AGM position Milstein quote tweets it. He says, sorry, I can't afford a pay cut. Oh, hes I tell you, he's the best. Milstein with an absolute. That is savage. Yeah, we need to figure out like, uh, what do they have, like the Woj bonds? We need like a Dan bomb sort of thing here. Like that is, uh, that's, oh, I love it. He's having fun with the Vancouver market. It's clear. It's awesome to see. Uh, you might as well. You got five clients here. He had six until Wyatt Kalunuk was traded away. There you go. Okay, so can you can you give
4: me some more on Kudryatsev, Kudryatsev's game? Like, I, I see the points, I see you know almost a point per game player in the OHL. I see all that, but wh- what's this guy actually like? Like, what's tell me about his game?
3: Yeah, great skater, uh, good puck mover. He's he's a guy who quarterbacks the power play there for the Sioux Greyhounds. Uh, really like the way that he moves the puck. Not only kind of as he's not the thing that I liked about him, and I do like about him the most is not necessarily like when he hits his own uh, blue line and makes a pass from there. It's about how quick he is at recovering a dump in and being able to quickly turn his body, look up ice and find players. Like He does a really good job of thinking the play out before it happens. Uh, And at the OHL, you have the time, you have some ability to kind of map things out before you make a decision there. And I think he does an incredible job of doing that, moving the puck well, uh, skates with good pace. Like It's nice to see in the OHL, there's times where he flies by guys uh, in the OHL. He's done this about a dozen times this season where he just bursts through uh, anybody trying to stop him. And it's just like, he's a big body. He's like six foot one. Uh, he moves extremely well. And when he gets enough speed behind him in the OHL, he's able to just cut through people like a hot knife through butter. Uh, and he's been excellent uh, for the Sioux Greyhounds this year. He's already earned that spot of kind of being their top defenseman. Going back to the OHL next year, he will not be in the AHL. Uh, he's going back to the O. And I, I've been saying this for a while with him. He's one we're going to be following very closely next season. We've been following this year. Like I've seen about, uh, geez, a dozen of his games. And still, every I've seen every highlight of all the points that he's put up this year. But I've only watched about a dozen of his games from start to finish of his shifts. Um, and I just think that next year's a year where we're really going to focus on him. Because he's going to be putting up uh, a lot of points in the OHL. He's going to be one of the defensemen who is near the top uh, for point production. So good to, for the Canucks to get him signed. Um, he's obviously not going to come this year. Not going to come next year. So his uh, contract's going to slide. Don't be surprised to see him in the OHL at the end, or sorry, in the AHL at the end of his OHL season next year. But what you really expect is for him to be an Abbotsford Canuck uh, in the 2024-25 season. He'll be in Abbotsford. He'll be playing pro hockey. Good kid. Great agent. Good stuff. Kirill Kudryatsev. Okay. Aiden McDonough,
4: uh, we got a quick update here. I know it was in the odds and ends section, but I'm shifting it a little bit. We're gonna have Rand Deep join us in about five minutes' time. Uh, afterwards, we'll get to the odds and ends and continue the conversation that we're gonna have with Rand Deep uh, about the success of some players under talk. But Aiden McDonough, Chris, uh, we heard this update today. Dollywall had it. Uh, I, I can tell people that you also had it. You just said that you couldn't report it right away because you called me before and said, "Hey, don't tell anybody, but this is happening." Uh,
3: type thing. I, I so, wrote the story uh, four Aiden days McDonough, ago. It's on. It was on Canucks Army like last week everything that was said today whatever
4: <laughs> okay so what was said today go on
3: explain. pull it get it up here alex i know i know alex doesn't like this cuz he jumped later in the show the schedule is all thrown off now for the graphics right alex what's this guy doing over here Anyways, Alex is dealing with Randeep over there. He knows what I'm talking about. See, this is what you do. you got the graphics all mixed well, he's, up.
4: He's got to get the – Well, you don't even need graphics for this. Why do you need a graphic for this? Because I built
3: the graphic. I want to use the graphic. It's a good graphic that I put together here. I'll walk you through the timeline of Aiden McDonough. I already talked about this. Uh, we've been talking about this for weeks here on the show, but I'll go over it one more time because Rick had a good report today. Um, You know, good stuff. I, I, I was talking to Rick last night. He was not happy. He was uh, – you know how he is when he texts. All right. Very big weekend for Aiden McDonough this weekend. Um, And as you're right, like what Rick reported uh, is everything we've been saying. Things are very positive on that front. I need to give credit to Ryan Johnson, who has been dealing with this for years now. Okay. Everybody's putting the, you know, all this positive feeling off of Patrick Alvine making that visit after the World Juniors. That's absolutely true. That's helped the situation. But Ryan Johnson has been the guy for years now dealing with Aiden McDonough, especially as this team has gone through a lot of different things throughout their scouting department, their player development department. The standard, the guy who's been there the whole time, Ryan Johnson. So he deserves a lot of credit for building this relationship and keeping this relationship strong enough to get to the point now where it looks like McDonough is going to sign very soon. Here's the situation. It's a very big weekend for Aiden McDonough and Northeastern. They currently sit 17th in the Parawise NCAA rankings. It's going to be difficult for them to get into the Sweet 16 because though they will... You know, potentially move up to 16 by the time that this rankings come out on Selection Sunday next weekend, which we talked about yesterday on the show. There are going to be teams that are outside of the top 16 that win their conference. There are some weaker conferences, so you're punching it in. So you're only really looking at like probably the the top 14 teams in the pairwise rankings getting into the NCAA Sweet 16. Northeastern doesn't look like they're going to be one of those teams. Northeastern's basically going to have to win the Hockey East tournament to get into the Sweet 16. So their season could be done. Basically, as soon as tomorrow, when they play tomorrow, Saturday, playing in the uh, hockey's finals, I think they're playing uh, Providence. Uh, So they'll match up against Providence. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens there. I still do not think, and I think this has been reported out there, that, you know, he could sign at the end of this weekend if they lose. No, I think they're going to wait for selection Sunday because even if they lose this hockey's tournament, there's like a below 1% chance that they get selected for selection Sunday and, you know, Though McDonough, I'm sure, would like to join the Canucks if this is his, his plan, they are going to wait until Selection Sunday just to be sure that they don't get selected for the tournament because that would be a huge, you know, egg on their face if McDonough ends up signing, you know, on Monday and then on the following Sunday, Northeastern gets selected to go into this tournament and they don't have their captain like that. That's not going to happen. So I don't expect a a real answer on this situation until March 19th. That's when Selection Sunday is. If uh, if Northeastern's not one of the 16 teams, yeah, you can bet on it. He's going to be a Vancouver Canuck. And that's the thing. Okay. He'll, he'll come uh, to the NHL. He, he's come to the NHL. He's not going to the uh, AHL.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
0: Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
2: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST.
4: Okay, Randeep Janda uh, joins us now, courtesy of our friends over at Zephyr Epic. Remember to use promo code HockeySeason, capital H, capital S, all one word. Hockey season. Randeep Janda joins us now. Randeep, how are you doing today?
0: What's up, boys? I could uh, I could listen to Faber talk about Aiden McDonough for hours. It's like poetry, man. It's like Shakespeare in his prime. Just Faber and prospect talk.
3: Well, i tell you what. You, you know, Randeep, I used to... That's what my favorite part was when I used to produce your show back at 6.50... And, like, you guys would be starting to talk about prospects, and I'd always see you guys, like, look over at me, and I'm like, yep, you're right, you're right, or no, you're wrong, you're wrong. And then normally I'd have to jump in.
0: The the best was like, no. Yeah. (laughs) You don't know what you guys are talking about.
3: Hey, Randy, uh, Quad's completely messed up our show order here, but one of the things we wanted to talk about, uh, he wanted to get to McDonough so bad in this Kudryatsev stuff because Quad's, he's a a fake prospect guy. But what I wanted to talk about off the top was a coach's bump. And... I think the Canucks are going through a coach's bump, but it feels like a little bit of a different one. And I'm curious to get your thought because the Canucks are playing with better structure. They're allowing less goals. A lot of good things are being done by this Canucks team. Do you think this is going to be the standard moving forward or does this have potential to just be a coach's bump, not necessarily towards wins, but maybe a coach's bump towards structure?
0: Yeah, I think this is a, uh a coach's bump towards structure because last year, let's be honest, a different voice. Travis came in Travis had a pretty unique personality. Uh, and when, when he was fired, you know, Bruce Boudreau comes in. It's a, a lot of good vibes. There's a lot of uh, attitudinal change within the room and guys feel better about themselves. But in terms of structure, in terms of playing a certain way, uh, we didn't see that. We didn't see that this year either from Bruce Boudreau. Rick Tockett has brought that structural change that going back to last offseason, Patrick Alvin, and, you know, Jim Rutherford were are talking about, and there's one quote in that end-of-season press conference where they talked about players knowing where their teammates are going to be. That's essentially a trust conversation, and what we've seen with the rick talk at stretch, especially more recently, is that you're seeing that trust, you're seeing that commitment to structure. Things might go wrong, but these players, and let's be honest, some of these guys were playing in the AHL earlier this year. It's not like they're more skilled than the guys that were in the lineup previously. It's that... They just know where to be. So to me, this is a, a structural change, and the, the stats bear that, right? Look at the rebound chances against. 1.6 rebounds uh, chances given up every single game since Talkett took over. There used to be moments within games under Bruce Boudreaux that they give up three rebound chances on one play, let alone in a game. So that tells you that this team is you know, changing the way that they play. Uh, rush chances against have gone down significantly as well, guys. So to me, it's about protecting the middle of the ice. It's more than just wins. It's about okay, this team is denying that middle of the ice. They're sticking to what's being told to them by Rick Tockett, you know, Adam Foote, Sergei Gonchar, uh, and I think this has staying power. Now, we'll see, you know, this is more than just this year. You have to keep it going into next year, but I think this is more real than last year in the sense that last year was attitudinal, good vibes. This is more of, all right, X's and O's, something that this team needed.
4: Randy, what have you made of JT Miller's game uh, since Rick Tockett's come aboard?
0: Yeah, it feels like Tockett has really been able to tap into you know the, the competitive fire that JT has, but rather than projecting out, this is a guy that's saying, all right, I'm going to gonna I'm gonna focus internally here because you can say all you want on the bench, you can react all you want, but if you don't practice what you preach, it's meaningless. And to a certain point, it kind of felt like JT was at that point where there was a high expectation for himself, but also a high expectation for his teammates, but he wasn't really bringing it himself. Now, just being... The, a surefire second line center under Tocket. He's been able to a, bring the physicality. He's been pretty good defensively. You start looking at those numbers and he's he's starting to practice what you know he was preaching in the offseason of being a better defensive center. And the other thing I would say is shorthanded, right? You look at the six points he's been able to put put up since Tocket has become the coach, that responsibility with Bo Horvat being traded. Uh, there was a question of, all right, which one of these guys is going to be able to play shorthanded? Who's going to get that responsibility? I know Rick Tockett was saying, hey, I don't want my skill guys on the PK as much. Um, you look at what Pedersen and Miller have been able to do. Uh, I like the the challenge that JT mentally, it feels like that mentality is, all right, I got to focus on my work. The rest will come. I'll be a leader on this team. But rather than that, you know, call and deal a shouting matchup, it's focus on yourself first. And the more you, you know, you do your job, guys are going to be motivated that way, too.
3: Alex, can we get the graphic up here? Um, from Randy, you had a tweet a little bit earlier today that I want to dive into about Quinn Hughes a little bit. Some obviously very impressive numbers. Uh, time on ice, you tweeted this out, Randy, but time on ice, 25-24, that's 5th mm-hmm. in the league. Offensive zone possession, 30 minutes and 3 seconds. That's 1st in the league. Offensive zone pass completions, 589, that's 1st in the league. 1st in assists, 1st in points. A lot of really good things offensively from Quinn Hughes happening right now. How important is he... To really, not necessarily just this defense core, because I do think that it's, you know, that's an easy answer. It's massively important here. But from what he's going to be able to bring on the back end, specifically when Philip Horonic comes in here, how do you see Hughes's game kind of adjusting, having somebody being able to back him up on a second pairing, or potentially play with him? We don't really know what's going to happen with Horonic yet, but when you see numbers like this, you're damn impressed it's going to take a, a workload off of Horonic no matter the case, if he's playing with Hughes or not. But how important is Hughes to be able to continue this and maybe even improve on this, which is wild to think because he's first in the league in a lot of these stats. But when Rona gets here, I expect it to be an easier job for Quinn Hughes.
0: Oh, for sure. And, you know, this is a lot of heavy lifting for Quinn Hughes. We've seen him, you know, bloodied and bandaged a lot this year. But if you start looking at those time on ice totals, uh, the jump has been significant. Top, top five in the new year. But even before that. Uh, he's been putting up really, really solid numbers. And I look at that offensive production as, uh, you know, he's outpacing Eric Carlson since the new year, which is telling you something. This is a guy that is going to hit 100 points from uh, defensive scoring in Eric Carlson. And Quinn Hughes uh, is not far behind. So to me, offensively, with Philip Peronik coming in, and and the way that I'd like to see early on is them on two separate pairs. I want to see both of those guys driving, you know, offense and being able to, to play on separate pairs and really spread that out for the Canucks. So you've got a really good defenseman, a number one uh, and a number two defenseman on two separate pairs where you can balance it out a little bit just to see how that works. But I think that the impact on Quinn Hughes is going to be significant because even though you know he can play 25 minutes a game, uh, 28 sometimes, he's hit the 30 mark threshold a few times as well. You don't want to play with fire too much. This is a guy that as good as he is, he's you know not even in the prime of his career. That's where he's at in terms of his career. So I would say you know for the rest of the season, experiment a little bit see how they look together for sure but try them on separate pairs originally and then there's been a lot of heavy lifting for Quinn Hughes yes you want him to hit those offensive numbers and set career highs he's going to smash his own Canucks uh, Canucks record but I'd like to see him kind of maybe those minutes drop down by a minute or two or only use them uh, you know excessively when you're chasing a game or maybe that's when you pair him with Philip Ronick so I've loved what I've seen I think the elite level of production from him is one thing but guys defensively as well. And yet his game is not perfect, but you see, you know, whether it was that, you know, stick check on Michael Bunting in that, in that Toronto game, whether it was against Nashville, where he just, you know, does a, a solid play along the boards um, and, and creates a, an attack going the other way. Um, and, and, you know, just in overtime where it's, he, he's not going to, you know, crunch dudes against the boards. That's not the type of defensive play he's going to have, but we are seeing sim- significant, significant, benefits and, you know, I think growth in his defensive game too. So to me, put Philip Peronica in a different pair just to see how it goes. And then at the very least, you have that option of putting them together if you need it.
4: Randy, we had this debate yesterday and I want to ask you, it's a bit of a weird question, I suppose, but what helps this team more moving forward? A better defense group or a penalty kill that can kill above like, I don't know, 70%. (laughs) Like what, what helps this team more? A better defense group or a penalty kill?
0: Oh, okay. So that one, I, I've been kind of ripping the the defense for a few years. And that's part of it was personnel. But as we see, it was not only personnel. Uh, there was obviously some structural changes that needed to be made. But if you are talking about being better in the long term, if you're talking about, you know, not eating as much pressure, getting the puck up ice, to me, it's defense. I, I think you have to upgrade, continue to upgrade just because you have Ethan Bear, just because you have now Philip Peronov, which is a significant upgrade. You still have to have puck movers, uh, guys that are comfortable on the puck, or at least complementary to players like Quinn Hughes. So, as much as the PK is bad, you know, you want to see that number increase. Uh, there's no question about that. But when we're talking about ultimate success for this team, you know, some really good teams have mediocre penalty kills, uh, and that's that's not great. But five on five, can you control the game? Can you make sure you make that stretch pass? You know, can you uh, skate? the puck out of trouble or your own zone? Are you capable of doing that? Do you have defensemen that can do that? To me, that's the more pressing issue with this team where the PK, it's going to be a work in progress. We've seen some improvements of late, but you need the right personnel and that will come over time. You don't overspend on that. But defense, we know how right shot defensemen, how they're a rarity. If you can get your hands on one or two of them to upgrade, uh, you do that. So to me, it's moving the puck up ice, uh, defending well, a combination of both of those things, definitely the back end.
3: I wanted to ask you about next season a little bit, too, because I don't think the Canucks are going to have – well, it's kind of obvious. They're not going to have a ton of money to go wild on the free agent market, but they are going to find some money here and there. With this team looking like they want to compete next season for the playoffs, they're going to have to add a piece. I think there's a few different options you can look at here. Is it – so I guess I'll, I'll yeah, toss – look this at the question. Jan
0: Milstein client list.
3: <laughs> basically, basically. Uh, but what I do want to ask is, is, like – the options here for the Canucks, I think, the top three, would be a left-shot guy to play with Hronik, a right-shot guy to play with Hughes, or a third-line center. Which way do you think the Canucks are going to go in free agency this year? If they're spending, let's say, $3 million, right? So you're not getting in the elite of the elite, but I think you're getting a solid NHL player, hopefully, when you're spending $3 million on them. We've seen it go the other way in Vancouver in the past. Uh, but which way would you think the Canucks are going to go there? A guy on the right side to play with Hughes, a left-shot guy with Hronik, or a center to play on that third line?
0: Yeah, a couple of elephants in the room in this conversation as well. Oliver, Oliver ekman Larson is, is the biggest one, right? We're assuming there's a buyout, but we'll see what happens on that front. Um, beyond that, if I had to prioritize, I think Ethan Bear is not the long term answer to Quinn Hughes, but can he can he give you a year? A, you know, an additional year next to Quinn Hughes. I think he's capable of that. Uh, you want to be a competitive team. You've upgraded the right hand side, and Philip Peronik is going to give you a little bit more balance on that right hand side. So I wouldn't put that necessarily as a you have to do this year. You do have something at Ethan Bear. I think that third line center position figuring that out. Atu Ratu, you hope is the long term answer if you can round out his play. But guys, you know as well as I do, that's a long term project, right? When you the last game you play and you play four minutes and twenty two seconds in the NHL, uh, that tells you how much work has to be done in his game. But you know the left shot D, yeah, I think that's an important. You're getting a penalty killing left shot D is important yeah. at this point in time. But the Oliver Ekman Larson conversation is going to be something that's going to be pretty prominent. So I'm going right, uh, sorry, uh, right shot center um, and third line center specifically. If you're looking at, you know, Niels Oman does a good job in the fourth line, but next year in the third line, that's too much of a leap. I don't know if he has that uh, offensive production. I love the way he plays. I've been a fan of his since going, you know, training camp and what he showed there. But him smashing through that first ceiling is one thing. Um, you need offensive production. You need to be a, a pretty decent player. Um, even when you're moving up the, the lineup. And I don't know if he's capable of that for sure. I think maybe a couple of years down the road, we can have that conversation. So if I had to prior- prioritize it, guys, it's it's that 3 C position for me where you know what you have in Elias Patterson. You hope JT Miller can continue to do what he does at the 2 C position. He's played great under Rick Tockett. You hope that continues in the next year. And if you listen to the coach, uh, there's no ifs, ands, and buts. He sees JT as that 2 C. You need a third piece behind there right now because that to me is not looking solid. Uh, who's that player that is defensively responsible and can chip in offensively occasionally? Now the question is, how cheap is that going to be in the free agent market? That's going to be the question, because if you start looking at free agents available, um, it's not the greatest of list after a couple of extensions were signed.
3: I'll text the big man Dan and see who he's got for the Canucks uh, in free agency and we'll get back to that. Randy, always a pleasure. Thanks for doing this. Uh, Have a good call tomorrow as uh, the Senators are in town, which by the way, for people listening to the show, we're not going to talk about that game at all today. So we'll wrap it up on Monday, but Randy, will have the call for you on 650. Uh, Randy, appreciate it, man. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. You betcha. There he is. Randy Janda. Randy Janda. Rocking the... uh, Always nice to have him. Uh, Dud Soda sweater as well. courtesy of our
4: friends at Oh, I just noticed that you're right. Dude, soda. I'll rip um, a pack okay. here. No, it's uh, dud soda, not way. dude you soda. You told
3: me. You... What? Dude, soda, not dude soda.
4: That's not what I said. I said I said it the way you did. I won't repeat it, but I said it that way. Okay, uh, you're ripping a pack here. Um, a metal. So let's see if you get another cheddar card. I don't know if that's. Uh... That's a repeat pack. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Critics to our friends, of course, at Zephyr Epic, who sponsor all of our guests, uh, including Randeep Jandov 650, who just joined us. Promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S. All one word, Hockey Season, $5 off your order. Retail location is located in Surrey if you want to check them out. But online, uh, you can get free shipping
3: on any order over $50. All right, Chris, what'd you pull? Uh, we pulled a Dan Milstein client as our, uh, as our insert here. Nikita Kucherov. Amped up. The cards totally that's amped the thing. Up. People made this
4: connection uh, when we showed the tweet earlier of Milstein saying he can't take a pay cut. You can go look at his client list and someone said, oh yeah, the annual average value of his client's contracts. And basically how you get that number, usually his agents take like 10%. So that's kind of what you round down to. And oh yeah. It's, uh, it's a pretty penny. I'm pretty sure the Canucks AGMs don't make that much, which, hey, I'm sure they make good money, but it ain't that good money. Uh, okay, so again, our friends at Zephyr Epic uh, giving us that Nikita Kucherov card. All right, I threw the show off a little bit. I'll admit it. I, I threw it off a little bit, but one thing that we talked about with Deep that we wanted to talk about, I don't know why you want to talk about it before the interview, but we're going to talk about it after now. Uh, Miller and Pedersen, both of them, uh, having some success under Rick Tocket. Now, on the penalty kill, uh, obviously we saw that goal, right? Everybody saw that goal and it was fantastic, but you know, you're seeing it more, I think, at five on five with Pedersen. I think that's the only knock against Miller under Tockett is, Randy talked about it, you know, he looks like he's got that effort. He's got that drive. He's not turning over the puck nearly as much, which I think is massive. Uh, The five on five production still isn't really there. I think it's four assists um, at five on five through 16 games under Tockett. So again, it's, it's not great. It's not really there just yet, but the eye test, when you look at just what he's doing um, away from the puck, I think it's a massive improvement of where he was earlier in the season.
3: Yeah, let's see some of the stats. Uh, let's get the stats up here just since they've been playing because uh, Miller's been point per game. Wasn't like blown away, but I was, uh, you know, minorly shocked to see that Elias Patterson, 27 points uh, over his last 18 games here um with rick talkett so this is the timeline under rick talkett here what the players are doing and i do agree with you i think there's been a lot less big mistakes from jt miller even early on uh in talkett's tenure you saw how quickly he immediately kind of said you know there was a game where oel smashed a stick and then jt miller smashed a stick and he said like we're not going to be doing that around here anymore have you seen any sticks be smashed at the bench since like i don't think so like the worst the only the only time I saw like something at the bench was actually when Quinn Hughes like took that puck in the face. He like threw both of his gloves as he went off down the down the uh, like uh, the locker and down the tunnel there. So, I mean, <clears throat> I, I do think that Miller's made a lot of improvements so far uh, under Rick Talk, and I really hope it's sustainable. I just my question to Randeep that I started with was like, because we see coach bumps where where players just listen, the shooting percentage goes up, the save percentage goes up. You're just getting a lot of good bounces your way. So that's why I'm curious to say like this might be a different kind of coaches bump where they're not necessarily just getting like wins, but I wonder if this is just like, Hey, we have this new coach in town. We're buying into what he's saying. It just, it has to be long-term, right? This can't be like a different kind of coach's bump where the team just plays better structurally. This needs to be a full buy-in. And I think the other way, the positive way you could look at it is like, but they're just building that part of the structure right now. So that the fact that they're already having success probably shouldn't matter that much. Like, that would be a positive way. It's like, it's only going to improve from here. I just hope that that's what's actually happening instead of like, hey, they've really bought in here for these 18 games, and then they're just going to go back to playing like they did before. Like, just going back to JT Miller making a lot of mistakes, being frustrated at the bench. I think that's the worry for me, is it's a different kind of coach's bump. You just wonder if this is sustainable or not, because this feels like a structure thing, and it feels like this is how they want to play, and this is the type of team they're going to be for the next couple of years here. You just hope that they're able to do a lot of the positive things that they're doing during this coaches bump right now, and be able to make it sustainable for the future. That's my only worry here because coaches bumps they they happen in in different ways. Like you know, when Boudreaux got here, the goaltending was amazing. They were scoring a lot more. They were picking corners way better for the shooters. I just hope that it's sustainable because that wasn't sustainable from what they did last year. You know, everybody that was all excited about the Canucks' record under Bruce Boudreau coming in this season. I found out pretty quick that, uh, you know, certain times a coach's bump won't really ride into it. So I like the thought process that talk, it's at least delivered of saying like, Hey, it's a long training camp. We're kind of rolling through here. Like that's the kind of process. And to me, that feels like a, a steady build. Instead of, uh, okay, this is, we're really good now. This is a coach's bump. I think the way that he's talked about it is like, okay, it is a steady build into training camp, and the kind of ultimate goal is for this team to be really on the same page by the time next year's season starts. That's kind of the way I look at it. You just don't want it to just be a coach's bump.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And again, um, <laughs> I, I don't really blame anybody if they have their doubts and any fans that are saying, okay, well, fool me once, shame on you. Uh, fool me twice, you know can't get fooled again fool me three times strike three so um people in the youtube live chat pointed this out chris uh and those on the podcast obviously can't see it but um we have the list of kind of all the players alex pull that graphic back up if you don't mind uh, list of all the players kind of their stats and everything and the total time on ice is also listed through 18 games under rick Tockett. uh Elias petterson is the second highest with 381 Minutes of ice time.
3: Get the other one Quinn up there, Hughes Alex. Has
4: four hundred. Quinn Hughes has four hundred and fifty-six minutes of ice time. Uh, twenty-five, twenty-one. Um, time on ice per game. Just unbelievable numbers that we're seeing from quinn hughes right now with how much he's playing and excuse me i should have said tyler myers has the second most didn't see his name there but yeah just unbelievable how much these guys are playing in the uh the, the people in the youtube live chat pointed it out so i want to make sure that the podcast listeners also got that little bit of info
3: yeah most definitely i mean it's too much right it's you're playing quinn hughes too much i really think this time should be looked at to kind of see what Christian Willanin can do. What does he look like closer to twenty minutes a night? It's not like that's a, a role that you want to put him into next season, but it is a spot to think like at least like you have more of a sample size to work with. And having him not just be in a sheltered role, that's something you can kind of find interesting as well. Like how does Willanin look when he's in that type of position? Who else might be an option to potentially play with Philip Haronick? It sounds like you're only a couple of weeks away, maybe more, uh, from seeing Haronick hop into the lineup here very soon. So I really think that twenty five, twenty one needs to come down. Like, I, I understand your your top defenseman. Like, I don't think that's going to ever get down to like twenty one minutes. But like, don't 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 be playing him like an average of over twenty three. I feel like maybe that's like, listen, I'm not a coach. I'm not in the organization. It's just kind of my thought on it. It's like I I personally would just like to see that number closer to like twenty three. Like that's that's kind of where I would like maybe twenty three and a half. Maybe some nights he hits twenty four. But the fact that this is the average and he's had multiple thirty plus minute games. That's too much. That is way too much. Like that's just, I mean, he played 25 minutes the other night while leaving the game in the third period for about, you know, 10 minutes of a stretch of play to get patched up and come back in. I love that he's got that grittiness to him and willing to come back after taking a puck to the nose and he's, you know, a magnet for pucks right now on his face. But like that's all good stuff. But at the same time, like that's, that would have been a 30 minute night for him once again, if he didn't have to leave the game there. So uh, you kind of saw that rotation in their most recent game too, of just like when they're playing the ducks, he was Hughes out there with Myers and then he's back out there with Burrows, and then he's out there with Juleson. And it's just like th- those type of situations, that's where you got to give one a little bit of a run, right? Like give him a little bit of a run, play him with Tyler Myers for a little bit when you need some offense or, you know, keep him with Burrows, but keep that pairing out more. I just, I, I really think that's part of this whole situation where we keep getting preached to from the coach and the, even the general manager that this is like a training camp and it's extended training camp. It's like, okay, and don't play the dude 30 minutes you don't need to see the top guy in a 30 minute game in training camp it's just I look at it in a couple different ways because not saying that it's like mixed messaging but it's like I like the idea of this training camp thing like stick to that stick to that plan I, I really I really think that'll benefit the Canucks in the long term so yeah that, that's kind of where I'm at with the the whole ice time thing I'd like to see that number go down to 23 and a half kind of average for the rest of the season here canucks need right-handed defenseman says in the youtube
4: live chat he's playing Hughes like it's a damn playoff game and commander vander also pointed out especially in these games that do not matter and i think that's all it comes down to and i don't want to beat a dead horse or sound like a broken record but all it comes down to chris is what are you really gaining from this right like like i i I don't see the payoff aside from you know well talk is going to put together a better record under boudreaux and it just sucks because I understand why that's something that he would like to do, right? He'd like to show, hey, we can get wins with this group, that type of thing. I understand it, but I just wish that it was understood from everybody that, hey, we don't care about the wins. We're not even trying to win because look like this market would buy into that, right? But Someone also pointed this out. Look, more wins means more season ticket renewals and selling hope for next year. And again, that's what it, that's what really matters at the end of the day, right? Yeah, so, but ultimately, um, like it landing sucks, a but...
3: a Connor Bedard, a Leo Carlson, or you know, one of these other big name players that are in the draft of Fantilli, like that would sell more season tickets than six other wins to finish the season.
4: No, it wouldn't.
3: It yeah, absolutely yes, it would. wouldn't. You would you, have an eight-year-old uh, uh, kid no, coming in.
4: No, it wouldn't. Bedard, Bedard might because enough people know him, but if you're a season ticket rep, okay, and you're calling someone and saying, Hey, we'd like you to renew tickets. And they say, well, actually, you just finished uh, as a bottom five team in the league. And we don't really like where this team's headed. You think they're going to say, Hey, you know what? We're looking at getting a really good prospect at fourth overall in Leo Carlson or Matt Bay Mishkov, who might be here in three years. That's not going to, re- you're, you have to understand who you're speaking to when when you're talking about renewing season tickets. Like, look, a lot of season ticket members, Chris, I I hate to break it to you. They're not reading Canucks Army. Like, they don't care about the prospects. They want what's on the ice. And again, if if you're the Canucks, you're able to sell it by saying, hey, look, we we added Philip Peronik. We think we're going to be a much better team this year. And we finished the season super strong under Rick Tockett. He's coming in next year uh he's gonna have a full season it's gonna be great that's gonna sell more than oh we we got the fourth overall pick I guarantee it it's not even it's not even a conversation yes it
3: is because you're dead wrong you are so wrong here do you think that's gonna be in the email they send out hey those other three wins we picked up at the end of the year were great no they're, they're gonna have a picture of Adam Fantilli who just led NCAA in scoring and he's 18 years old and he's gonna be on the roster next year that's a huge selling point And then you like that's that. I'm not even like Bedard. We can say that, like, that would be incredible. That would sell millions of tickets. But what I'm saying is, like, the Fantilli or the Leo Carlson, both of those players are coming in as a six foot three center that's coming into play on your team in the NHL level. It's absolutely a selling point. I guarantee if that were to happen. That player would be their picture would be in the email sending out to people that want to redo their season tickets. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. You're you're dead wrong on this. You're dead wrong. They're not. (laughs) You're so wrong. You think they're gonna? What are they gonna include? Four of the box scores when they beat the Anaheim Ducks four to three in games. That's ridiculous.
4: No, they're going to say after Rick Talkett was hired or after the trade deadline, after we acquired Ronick, they're going to put their record and their record is going to look really good, Chris, because they have an easy schedule and they're going to say once that Demko came back, this is what our team did. And this is what Commander Vancher said in the chat here. He made a good point. He said, majority of fans are casual fans. And he said, I want Chris to be right, but sadly, quads has it although i should say instead of just reading the one message yeah, that what? says that i'm right uh
3: there's a few people no. and, you're saying and here's that another you're reason right, but further another reason why you're wrong is because like fans that just did that and then were like oh yeah look at the bruce boudreau how good they played under him yeah i'm gonna re-up this year you think those people are getting that same email and getting like a Oh yeah, like I love what Rick Tocque did to this team at the end of the year. You're so wrong here. You're you. I hope you know, and you can see how many people in the chat are disagreeing with you. Some of the names <laughs> I've never seen in here. They came out of the woodwork to tell you how wrong you are.
4: Okay, well, here's the thing: is I'm gonna talk. I'm I'm gonna talk. See, we're getting Quads is right. We're getting Chris is right. We're getting. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna one day we're gonna talk to a Canucks season ticket rep or someone. If you have any knowledge about this, if you know anything beyond what we just think uh please please let us know because look I'll I'll be honest here I once when I I think I was like 18 or 19 I thought about getting season tickets before I started writing so I had a rep call me I'll tell you what they weren't telling me about prospects Chris they weren't telling me about prospects and that was when they had like Elias Bederson and stuff so I don't know we'll see um we'll see what happens but uh yeah I uh I I don't know how much a prospect is going to sell Uh, season tickets for next year. My point stands, regardless, that wins help sell season tickets.
3: I'm saying if it was my my whole part of the argument here is if it was one of these guys that's coming in to play at the NHL level next year, right? Like, it's not, you know, you're not going to be getting uh, some guy who's at, like, seven. Like, Edward Sale's not going to sell any tickets, right? But, like, I'm saying Leo Carlson, um, I guess Matt vay is kind of out of the equation. He's going to be a few years. Uh, But you're going to get Leo Carlson, Adam Fantilli, Connor Redard. Those guys would absolutely be in the email sending out of like, hey, look at this kid who just played at Michigan. He led the NCAA in scoring. He's coming next year to play with this. It's a young and exciting group. Here's Andre Kuzmenko with the banana. That's all the stuff in the email that they're going to be sending out. They aren't gonna, they're not going to be sending out the way the Canucks, yeah, the Canucks had a 13-12-1 and one record to finish the season. No one gives a crap about that. They had a better record. Look at the record they had with Boudreaux last year to finish the season. I didn't see that be thrown out in emails.
4: Okay, let me. It was though. It was thrown out in emails. I don't know if you have seen them, but yes, it was. Thro- it was mentioned in the emails that went out. It literally was mentioned. Okay, um, we have to wrap up soon, but I just want to. I just want to, you know, revisit something here because Corey Anderson said, "I'm sorry if you were spending thousands of dollars for season tickets, you were not a casual fan." This, of course, going back to there what Commander Vander said about majority of fans are casual fans. Casual fans is not the right term. I don't even think you're a casual fan if you don't read every single read about every single prospect. I think you're a different kind of hardcore fan if you're reading Canucks Army for info on like the sixth or seventh round picks and how they're doing each week, um, in your Blackfish report. Like I understand that, but like prospects, Chris, they don't sell as well. Like they aren't selling tickets. And I will give you that if they get Fantilli that is enough of a household name played on the Canada World Juniors team a lot of people watch that tournament that is enough of a household name that it would sell season tickets Connor Bernard, your season tickets are through the roof no 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 disagreement there but this i, I think leo carlson leo carlson is probably where it ends or it is right still kind of in the part where you'll still get some fans but i'm telling you if to the majority of season ticket holders okay a fourth overall pick whoever it is at fourth overall okay a fourth overall pick instead of hey we played so much better once demco got back and once we traded for philip horonic i'm telling you it's just facts that the majority yeah. of fans majority of season ticket holders would rather see this team finish strong going into next year like that's how you're going to get renewals that's how you're even going to get new customers right like that's how you put butts in the seats and that's
3: that's what they want i that that's that's what this organization you- wants so We'll close it out there. Now you're pissing me off. I just broke my freaking pen on just as playing with it here because it's ridiculous what you're talking about. It's absolutely full of it. And Canucks need RD brought it up. What do you this is a perfect example. What do you think? They're going to send out another email that says hashtag unfinished business. What are they going to do? hashtag unfinished business again? We're going to do this again. The Canucks can't go and fall back on like, look at how we finished last year again because they just did that. They just did that this past year saying, look at how we did last year with Bruce Boudreaux. We were really good. And everyone was like, yeah, you guys were really good. I'm going to buy season tickets again this year. And then they're like, oh, I'm kind of regretting that now up to this point in the season. But hey, when that email comes in the summer of like, hey, look at how we finished the year. They're like, I've just been through this. The 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 wound still hasn't even healed yet. Give me Leo Carlson instead. Put him on the cover. You're dead wrong here. I broke my pen. All right.
4: We'll we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. We'll we'll see. Anybody who's a season ticket holder or uh season ticket uh rep, feel free to message us. You you will re- remain anonymous. Okay, we'll close it out there. Uh happy Friday, everyone. No. It was uh it was wonderful to hear from so Wait, much. That was odds and ends in the chat you've still got betway i've still got wigs for kids uh but we'll close it out uh shortly here can i do
3: wigs for kids first and then you do betway hold on alex is losing it there on the ticker he hasn't you know he loves that ticker down there What? because of you jumping back and forth here all the time you've had a horrible episode today quads i'm just gonna come and say this is why you don't come in on fridays you're all clocked out
4: <laughs> i'm good everybody says i'm tired i got a lot of energy i'm feeling good my puppy's sleeping through me yelling i got a ton of energy okay let me get this in yeah. wigs for kids bc uh joey pitt we we've talked about him all season long it's coming to a close folks the bchl surrey eagles are proud to be partnered with wigs for kids and the bc children's hospital foundation wigs for kids bc provides funding to cover the cost of custom-made human hair wigs for children and teens at bc children's hospital who have suffered hair loss due to cancer treatment or other serious illnesses donations to wigs for kids bc also help families pay for medications and feeding supplies that are essential for treatment but not covered by their medical plan. When a child has a serious illness, it takes an enormous toll on the entire family, both emotionally and financially. The assistance that Wigs for Kids BC provides makes the family's burden a little lighter so that they can focus more of their time and energy where it should be on caring for their sick child. The Eagles play-by-play broadcaster and our pal Joey Pitt, who's got one heck of a head of hair, is trying to raise $15,000 for Wigs for Kids this year, culminating in him shaving his head at the end of the season and donating it to be made into a wig for a lucky kid in the province link is in the description to donate um so so please do donate folks uh we're going to be making a donation as well chris um canuck's conversation we're going to be making our own little donation there um and i would encourage everybody if you haven't already uh, or even if you have do it again uh please donate to wigs for kids bc it's coming to a close soon um we're we're only about i think what is it five to ten
3: days away from the bchl season ending you can see it right here in the tweet uh, he's ten days away from his first haircut in thirty-three months. He's getting ready to shut it down March nineteenth. Uh, so I guess nine days away. So wrong, uh, wrong math there on my part. Uh, but our link, the link is in our description. It'd be great to support Joey, and uh, we're making our donation uh, next week. I don't think Joey knows. Hopefully, he's not listening to this. Anyways, we're making our donation. Oh, that's I okay. A little surprise he, he donation. We can
4: know. We can tell him. Okay,
3: fair enough. <laughs> okay, cool. Betway, get us out of here. All right, Betway, 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 let's do it. There it is, Already party time No idea what the bet is, I'm going to need that up here Alex Or is he Alex? Uh, I feel bad because of all the stuff You put Alex, you've, you've twisted him into a pretzel Back there behind on the party producer's party board party Alright Let's get to our Betway bets of the day I like that Nazem Kadri or Trevor Zegris to score a goal in tonight's game. You got the Ducks, you got the Flames, you got only two games on the docket tonight. Minus 150 on our either or of Kadri or Zegris to score a goal tonight. $10 bet, gonna take you up to 1666 if you get a hit on that. Uh, and don't take that money to church, that's a bad one to bring. Uh, But over 6.5 goals and a Trevor Zegras point in our second, the big bet, plus 200. Like I said, you're going to need over 6.5 total goals in the game between the Ducks and Flames and Zegras just to pick up a point. That's all you need. Plus 200, a $10 bet. That's going to return your 30. You take that. You go to church on Sunday. You take the 30. You put it in the, uh, what do they call it? Quads, the dish. They walk around with that dish, golden dish. You put the money. What is it? I don't even know what it's called, actually. It's the uh, basket.
4: It's the uh, the basket thing. There. Oh, there's
3: a word for it. Alex, you know? You know what this thing's called? You church man, Alex? They call it the some sort of dish. Anyways, they go around this, this is They called the donation basket? No, they bring it around in church. It's a communal dish or something like that. Something like that. I used to go to church back in the day when I was young. Um, but anyways, they uh, bring the dish around. You take your 30 bucks from your Betway money. You boom, throw it in there. Uh, and then you're good. There you go. Really nice message here that
4: I just want to get to. I just want to acknowledge it at least, because a few people pointed it out. Cory Anderson said, I'm happy to see Quads alert and full of fire today. Felt like the puppy had stolen his so- soul the last few episodes. Love you, Quads. That's very, very nice that to is see. Nice. Um he didn't didn't add. I'm I'm just looking. Oh, he also said you were absolutely right about the conversation about the season ticket holder. So we'll wrap it up there. No, hold on uh, one second uh, for my here. co-host Chris. Finney. I do want
3: to I wanna react to Corey's thing because it's been good. We've been uh well, to a certain degree, like I had to, you mentioned like, hey, I'm going to be tired. So I said, okay, I'm going to carry the episode. Cause I did get some messages being like uh, asking me like what was going on because I was talking way too much over the past few episodes here. So I was trying to carry you through uh, and I've been battling a sickness kind of last couple days here. So um, it's been nice. We got through this through the week and uh, absolutely dominated you in a debate today. As we see from uh, the final results here, 66% of people agree with me. 33% of people think uh, you're right, so I don't know who's that. Who's- I actually
4: thought it was a very strong performance today from quads. He got the chat really fired up there for a while.
3: Yeah, he did. I think he maybe do? To do
4: this on purpose.
3: Hey, Alex, what do do?
4: Commander Monday. Vander, one sec, one sec. We're one here sec. on Monday. I got to get this in. <laughs> Commander Vander said quads propaganda, uh-uh, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll
3: just leave it there. There we go. Uh, Alex, Monday, do we know? Are we uh, Canucks Army on Monday?
1: Yeah, we're going over to Canucks
3: Army on Monday. Listen to that. That's exciting stuff. Been uh, been a couple good days there. It was a good couple weeks, actually, for the Canucks Army account. We went from like 300 subscribers over 1,000 in like a few weeks. So thank you to everyone that did that. Um, love everybody in the chat. I hope that uh, you guys migrate over to the Canucks Army account. That's where we're going to be no longer you you know There's some
4: uh, there's some really good prospects videos to go watch there actually
3: yep there'll be one on tuesday as well i'll make another one on tuesday prospect. yeah prospects ones are doing are doing big numbers we'll be there on monday for the show i'll have another one of the prospect blackfishes on tuesday because that video did great numbers picked us up a lot of subscribers uh thank you to everyone in the chat because i think a lot of you guys uh, and gals are the folks who went over there and subscribed to us I hope that, uh, like, I don't want to show up on Monday and only have, like, two viewers because everybody forgot that we're switching over. So all you people that have been regulars, uh, Jesse, Canucks Need Right Hand D, Commander Vander, Corey, Dominic, everyone, uh, Lisa, everybody who's a regular in here, even the people that came out of the woodwork to tell Quads how wrong he was, uh, we see you, we will be over on the Canucks Army account starting on Monday. So thank you to everyone, and Quads, I got a gift for you so you can uh, cry yourself to sleep here uh, after the game. Uh, After this debate here, there's a uh, Kleenex box. My green screen's cutting it out here. That's for you after the (laughs) debate that we had today where you were dead wrong.
4: Well, I appreciate it, Chris. So thank you to everybody uh, for the congratulations on a 1,000 subscribers. We'll see you on Monday over at the Canucks Army YouTube channel. But for now, we are signing off. Happy Friday, everybody. Have a great weekend. For my co-host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Alex Allard, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Canucks Conversation.
3: Last time here, everything on Canucks Army starting Monday
2: thanks for listening to Canucks conversation hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode how about keep it
0: to a thank you Jim